0: What's going on, everybody? It's your host Tavares, and I'm here for another amazing episode for you guys. But before we get into the episode, I just want to let you guys know two things. So, if you're currently listening to this <laughs> around the time that it's posted, one, we have a book giveaway going on on our Instagram. So if you don't follow follow our Instagram page at Godly Dating Podcasts. And then you'll see the instructions in our latest posts. So we're just giving away some books, you know, because we just hit the 500K mark recently. And 500,000 listens is pretty amazing. And we only reached that because you guys are amazing. So I want to do something, you know, something, you know, slight to give back to you all. You know, so just books that will strengthen your relationships. And it's also for married people. So if you're married and listening to this, you definitely want to check that out. And another thing. (laughs) So we, Safa and I, were you know, requested to speak at a conference. And obviously, I know coronavirus, you know, people can't go out that much. But luckily for you, this conference is fully online. You don't have to view it at a specific time. So say you work and you miss a session that, you know, others are watching at 11 a.m. It's perfectly fine. You can watch it at 6 p.m. when you get time. You know, so it's called the Heart of Dating Conference Inside this week's episode's description, I'll post the link, and I want you guys to use the code HODC10, and it get you an extra 10% off. And right now, while you're listening, it's still the early bird price, so you'll get an extra 10% off $40. So you're only paying about $35 um, at the end of you know, that payment, and you're going to hear from dozens of speakers. We have about $25 different topics and speakers lined up for you all. So I know you're going to be impacted. This is something that I believe that you should invest in, not just, you know, because Safa and I are speaking, but because some of these people are my friends and I do know that they'll be able to pour into you like they've poured into me. But anywho, let's get to today's podcast. (laughs) So guys, I know many of you think that when something fails, it's the devil. What if I told you that it wasn't? I honestly believe sometimes God has to end certain relationships and there are various reasons. And that's what I'm here to tell you guys about today. So if you need a pen, and a notepad or grab your Bible, grab your friend, share this with your people. Let's dive in because today's going to be a good one. So as you can see from the title, you know, I want to discuss why, what are some reasons that God will take a relationship from you? And the number one reason um, that I won't say the number one, but a huge reason that I, I believe that many of us need to understand is that God will remove a relationship from your life when he sees that person becoming an idol. So 1 John chapter 5 and 21, it says, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Yeah, that was pretty short. And it's like, ah, okay, what do I take from that? (laughs) You know, but I want you to understand what an idol really is. You know, so an idol is anything that replaces God in our lives. So I know I'm talking about relationships and friendships right now with this episode, but at the same time, I want you to understand that an idol can be anything in your life. You know, an idol could literally be social media, an idol could literally be, you know, the. You know that seeking the attention, the affirmation from others on the internet could be what's driving you more than your walk with God is what's driving you. Because let's just be honest, um, me myself, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself. I struggle sometimes to open my Bible, you know, very first thing in the morning before I open Instagram, you know what I mean? Because I lean over, my alarm just went off, I grab my phone. And the first thing I'm doing is seeing, oh, I got 60 notifications or whatever. So I'm catching up on notifications, and before you know it, I done caught up, and now it went from seven to it's 11. And I'm I'm just here scrolling the feed. You know what I mean? So please understand that an idol is something that you know is is consuming us, and it's taking our attention off of God. It's taking our attention and our affection away from God. So an idol doesn't have to be something that's necessarily sin. But an idol could be a person or a thing that's just that's robbing us of our our devotion to God, you know, so I'm married, obviously. So my my scenario may be a little different from you singles. You know, but some of you singles, you understand, or some of you people that may have broken up or been dumped or anything like that, you may have understood that that person may have been an idol, judging by, you know, when it failed, it felt like a part of you were gone. You know what I mean? They meant so much to you that you kind of lost a part of yourself. You know, so we have to pay attention to these. To these things, you know and see if our relationships are becoming idols because I believe that God can bless you I believe that God can place a great man or a great woman in your life and you can turn your blessing into a curse I believe that what God is able to bless you and you know, make your walk with him stronger We can end up neglecting God because that thing is in our life or that person is in our life you know, so there are a couple ways I would say, how do we pay attention to know if they're an idol? One, you need to notice, um, are they distracting me from, from God? You know, ultimately that's what we need to pay attention to. Are they distracting me in my walk with God? You know, so how do I tell, I would say, you know, has your prayer time, you know, dwindled since you two got together? Because I know of a lot of people, you know, a lot, you know, they love God, they're passionate. It's like they open church and they close it. Like, bro, who gave you the keys? Like you were always at church and then they got into a relationship and now they barely come or they're not as engaged or or whatever it is. It's like you can see, you can see them no longer passionate about the things of God and more passionate about the person they're with. And I do believe, you know, it's okay to, you know, be passionate about the person you're with, you're growing, you're trying to go towards marriage, but there has to be a healthy balance that even though you're growing with that person, they shouldn't be pulling you away from God, you know so are you reading the scriptures more because you know of their influence in your life or are you avoiding the Bible because of the conviction or because you just don't have time because you're spending all of the time that you have with them you know so we have to pay attention if they're robbing us of our walk with God, you know because whoever we choose, they have to push us closer to jesus that's the ultimate test. Because I cannot think God blessed me, you know, by sending Safa my direction and then Safa doesn't want me to go to church. Safa doesn't want me to read the word. You know, Safa doesn't want me to grow spiritually. You know, so that's clear. That's a clear indicator that, you know, that relationship was not from God. You know, if the person is only trying to connect with you emotionally or physically, but they're not trying to help you connect with Jesus, then ultimately they will become an idol. Because every relationship that we have, whether they're a friend or a romantic partner, they have to be pushing us closer to Jesus Christ. You know, I'm not trying to drill this into your head, but I really want you to understand that, you know, because I know of a lot of people. And obviously, you know, it's not a matter of judging, but, you know, the truth is the truth. I know of a lot of people that ended up leaving God or ended up leaving the church because of the type of relationships they were with. I mean... Flat out passionate when they sang, you know, passionate about the things of God, you know, passionate preachers, you know, and then bro just married her because she was thick and now he's not in church and they're divorced or sis married him because he's the most handsome dude on the block. But then they get married and then he no longer comes to church and her prayer, her prayer life is gone. She's out partying and clubbing and doing all this because you tried to entertain a relationship that God never sent. And another thing, so not only paying attention to, are they distracting you from God? But part two is this, are they distracting you from your purpose? Because you can love God and still not be in your calling. <laughs> you can you can be a Christian and still not be growing towards what God is calling you to. You know, and I say that because if God is calling you to be a preacher and this person isn't like pushing you on, like, you know, to grow towards that calling, then maybe they're an idol or they're a distraction, because if you're a preacher and this person doesn't tell you like, hey, let's get to study this together. Or this person doesn't like ask you, hey, when's the last time you prayed or fasted you know, or sought God for whatever, then it shows that they're not genuine in the, in the spiritual aspect. And a lot of people, all they care about is the emotional connection. All they care about is are they physically attractive. But you need that spiritual connection for that relationship to work. Because looks will fade. Uh, I know many of you don't want to think that, but looks will fade. You know what I mean? So if God has placed a burden in you or something, and you it's just, it's just in you. you, right now you just want to feed the homeless, you just want to witness to someone on the street, and they talk down about those things, or they don't encourage you to keep going, or they don't support that, then that shows that, yes, this person may be a great person, they may be very kind, but that does not mean God sent them to be your spouse. So I want to make that clear. God will remove people because, yes, they may be a great friend, but when God sees you about to connect to someone for the rest of your life and that's not their purpose and that's not what God wants them in your life for, God will remove it. And I believe that sometimes God allows relationships to end negatively and poorly, or because He knows that if it ends on a good note, sometimes we'll go right back. <laughs> you know, so God just removed you from relationship, and you guys were shacking up, you guys were sleeping together, and all that type of stuff. God knows you'll go right back if He didn't allow you allow it to end badly. So I know I don't have a Bible verse to support this, but I'm just gonna be honest with you. I feel like God allows some people to god didn't cause it to happen i'm saying god allowed some people to go through relationships that experience abuse you know the person mistreated them yelled at them cheated on them all these things and god god would allow it because god was trying to get your attention that you need to get out and god wants to remove you from it so sometimes i believe he allows things to end negatively so you can so he can protect his children you know what i mean because God will give us the desires of our heart when our ways please him. But at the same time, when we deliberately choose to ignore God, I strongly believe that God will allow us to learn from our mistakes. And a scripture I want you guys to pay attention to right now is not in regards to dating, but I want you to see a principle in this. In Isaiah chapter six, verse one, King James version says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. You know, so Isaiah's a prophet. We all know that, you know, and we get Uzziah the king if you just read that verse. And I'm not saying Uzziah is a bad man. So please don't, don't just understand the principle that I'm saying. My point is that when King Uzziah died, when he was no longer in the picture, when he was no longer who Isaiah saw, then that shows that Isaiah was able to get a clearer picture of God. Isaiah was get able to get a, a clear distinction of what God was trying to say and do. If you read that scripture, the Bible mentions, you know, that, you know, that he, that God asked, who will I send? You know what I mean? God was trying to find someone to send, to do his will. And Isaiah is like, send me Lord, I'll go. But my point is that he would have never saw God high and lifted up if King Uzziah was still alive. The Bible, the Bible doesn't just put things there just to sound cute. Like the Bible made that clear because he wanted us to understand that something had to die in order for Isaiah's eyes to be opened. Many of you, you have some relationships that God will allow to die. Because God God knows that if I don't allow this relationship to end, my son or my daughter will never see me. My son or my daughter will never experience my glory. My son or my daughter will never hear my voice. So I know it hurts. The breakups hurt. You know, ending relationships that you really thought was going towards marriages hurt. Even some marriages that fail, you know, I understand that it hurts. I understand it's so easy to be bitter. I understand it's so easy to to shut love out. And it's so easy to question God in the middle of our chaos. But please understand that some things have to die in order for God to birth something new in your life. So some some guy had to walk away from you for God to send a right man. Brother, some lady had to reject you in order for God to send a right woman your way. So, when things don't work out, I understand it may hurt, but please understand that just like Job, when I lose everything, if I have God, I have all that I need. And we can still worship in the middle of our loss. We can still worship in the middle of our uncertainty because we know the God we serve. We know that God wanted to remove something that he couldn't bring back more. He couldn't bring back better. And the Bible also mentions in Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us, So it doesn't matter if you're praying for God. Let me get a godly man that's X, Y, Z. Or brothers, let me get a godly sister that looks like X, Y, Z, whatever. God God can hear your prayer and exceed that. But sometimes he has to remove something first before you can get that. I know I'm a a bit deep today, probably. (laughs) Number two, I want to address with you guys. God will remove certain relationships in order to help you grow. I know that kind of sounded similar to the first one, but hear me out. So I want to mention First Corinthians seven thirty-two verses thirty-two through thirty-five. I'm gonna read that in the New Living Translation. Paul is the one speaking. He says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and in spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. And I know Paul may sound like, you know, I know many of you guys say, <laughs> you guys have heard the saying misery loves company, <laughs> but Paul is known as one of the greatest missionaries to ever walk this earth. And he's doing it all from a single perspective. So I know a lot of singles and, you know, their main desire is marriage. God, when am I going to get that spouse? God, please don't, don't, you. I want you to come back, Lord. I want the rapture, like I want it like next week, but if you could just do it, after my honeymoon, after we done got it in. I know a lot of people think like that because maybe I thought like that a little bit. (laughs) But my thing is, Paul is saying that sometimes there's a restriction on you when you end end up in relationships. So Paul makes it clear that when you're single, there's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of room for you to do things for God that you can't do in relationships. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I just want us to pay attention to that. You know, so sometimes there are some lessons that we can only learn when we are alone with God. And I know a lot of people, they don't want to say they're lonely But when you're with God, you're not lonely. You know what I mean? I I believe that period of isolation can be the biggest blessing to your life. A lot of people are chasing that next season of dating and chasing the next season of marriage when God is trying to show them and teach them so much right now that if you embrace that season of singleness, that God is able to use you in ways you would have never imagined. You know, so maybe, you know, God is using that, you know, this time to work on an area in your life that needs to be fixed before bringing in a spouse, Because God is not going to invite someone into your dysfunction. If you go back, I don't know if you guys listen to every single episode, but if you haven't already, listen to episode 13, because that mentions some habits that you need to break prior to getting married, not some habits that you want to address after you get married. So after you're done listening to this one, go back and listen to episode 13. And then obviously we'll build on that in future episodes. But let me make this clear before anyone gets the wrong idea of what I'm trying to say. I do not believe relationships hinder our purpose. I do not believe that if God called you to be a missionary, that if you get married, you can't be a missionary. I do not believe that. So please don't um, misinterpret what I'm saying. Please don't think I'm against getting married and saying because I'm happily married. You know, I don't think Safa has ever delayed my purpose if anything, I believe she helps push me deeper into my purpose, you know, but please understand that, you know, there's some habits that can delay your purpose. There's some toxic mindsets that can ruin a blessing, you know, so God may send that person and then you can have some toxic ways that will ruin the relationship because of your insecurities that you never dealt with, because of the trauma that you won't address. So there could be a lot going on in your life and if you don't address it, then God is never able to to allow you to receive that relationship that you're praying for because you're just not ready for it. So please don't take it. Please don't ignore this moment that you have for growth. And I want to say that because a lot of people, you know, we get so frustrated in this wilderness season, but there are so many um, great men and women in the Bible, you know, that did so much for God when no one was around in their moments of solitude. Like when we think of David, David knew what it took to protect and lead the people of God, not just because he read some verses, but because he was out in the wilderness, because he was out protecting the sheep. Like God saw his heart and his character way before everyone saw what, you know, the anointing was on David's life. You know, we look at men like John the Baptist, He was an effective minister, you know, before Jesus came, he was preaching repentance from sin. He was preaching, get ready, you know, repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist was a fired up man of God. However, John the Baptist didn't go to seminary like everyone else. Like bro was in the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey, (laughs) you know, but that moment of solitude prepared him for a deep walk with God that no one can um, question the anointing that was on his life. When we look at people like Paul, Paul didn't seek out the other apostles once he got saved. If you read Galatians 1 and verse 16 and 17, it shows us that Paul spent time with God and Paul spent time seeking and learning and growing for three years. So many of us were seeking to do things out of validation and we're seeking to get approval from people. But God is like, I want your approval. God, God is telling you that you need my approval before you go do all this extra stuff before you try to get married, get my approval before you try to go get a pulpit, get my approval before you go forward in any of your relationships or any of your endeavors, seek the face of God first, you know, because it's not the things that you do that please God it's your relationship with God. That is going to bring um, that's going to bring him pleasure. It's a matter of your connection, you know, so I know many of you while you're still single and you're listening to this right now. I want you to understand that that temporary pain of isolation that you're in. It is that it is it is God's desire for it to lead you closer to him. It's not for you to become bitter instead of, you know, being frustrated by your moments of loneliness. Ask God, how can I grow? You know, asking, what are you trying to teach me right now? What are some areas of my life that need to be fixed? What are some strongholds that I need to pray through? What are some some ways that I can um, grow financially? Because um, love does not pay bills, (laughs) you know. So please understand that God is trying to work on so many different areas of your life. He wants you to grow, you know. So don't just think this moment of isolation is just all about finding a spouse. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's about finding you, and you're not going to find yourself until you find yourself in Christ. Mm, that was deep. <laughs> but let's take a quick break before we get to our third point. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and Six one since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. So number three, God will remove a person. And I know many disagree with this statement, but I believe it's true. God will remove a person because they may be the right person for you, but it's possible that it's the wrong time. Lamentations 3, 25 through 26 in the ESV says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And yes, I know that's not regarding um, dating, but it's regarding how faithful God is to those who are patient on his timing. And I say that because... Many of you guys know, yes, I'm married to Safa. December is going to make four years. December 10, 2016, we got buried, guys. We're almost at the four-year mark. Excuse me. But I tried to date Safa in 2010, and that kind of failed miserably. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, we'll just talk about um, a quick episode on how we got together. But in 2010, you know, I just got a relationship with a girl who I thought was kind of for lack of better terms, um, you know, a little off, you know, and I really thought, you know, she could possibly harm Safa, not to not to make her paint her to be a psychopath that she really was not. But she it was a bit of an unstable time. And I think she was expecting us to get back together. So I knew if I dated Safa right after that, Then it was just gonna be nothing but drama. And Safa made it clear, you know, she does not do drama. You know, I'm not about to sit here and fight over no guy. I'm not about to sit here and debate with you over nothing like, hey, you guys figure that out and I'll just mind my business and serve the Lord. (laughs) You know, so I didn't wanna invite Safa into any chaos type of thing. You know, so Safa, you know, I just knew that that wasn't gonna work. And on top of, you know, the thing with the ex, I wasn't mature enough for a relationship, so I'm not going to pretend it was all on her. You know, I wasn't ready, you know, for like a serious type of commitment, so it just didn't work out. And I'm not saying that because when I decided to pursue Safa 2015, now that I had it all together. No, I'm just saying that in 2015, when I tried again, we were. I was in a better place. Um, I was more mature. Uh, obviously i don't want to toot my own horn so it kind of sounds kind of weird talking about myself <laughs> but i knew i was in a i developed more and not just financially but you know spiritually mentally emotionally actually knowing what i want now actually not having that baggage from another relationship being willing to say okay this is what i want and i know i can go forward with this you know so many of you guys may maybe talking to someone now and God may be removing you from that relationship because God is trying to work on you. So sometimes it's for you know for you to get out of a relationship permanently. You know, I definitely know sometimes we need to stay away and stop trying to convince God that we can change them. Stop trying to change them for ourselves. You know, so if you have not listened to it already, episode 19 tells us how do you know if you should go back to an ex or how do you know if you just stay away. So I won't say too much on that here. But I will say that sometimes that you may meet that person that you are going to be with, but that doesn't mean you're going to marry them immediately. You know, so don't feel as though you have to force anything. Psalms 27 and 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And I know many of you that are single it's so cliche, you know, hearing people say, wait on the Lord. I know you're thinking, ah, that's good for you to say you're married already. You don't know the struggle. I know many people think that every time they hear us, but please believe me that even though it sounds cliche, it's the truth. God is able to strengthen you, not just in this season of waiting, but God is able to provide that right person at the right time. So I believe God really tries to get us to be patient because his promises require a process, you know, and I know I know many of us look at Joseph and Joseph knew God had a plan for his life, but Joseph didn't sign up to be thrown in prison. He didn't sign up to get, you know, abandoned and sold by his brothers, but he knew what God was calling him to. So many of you know what God is calling you to, but that doesn't mean you don't have to go through a process. It doesn't mean God won't isolate you before he brings that person your way. And lastly, what I want to mention today is this is probably the most important if that person is leading you into sin or you are leading them into sin, God is going to end a relationship. You know, so many of you, you know, you look at other relationships and I've heard people say, oh, well, I know my friends were having sex and look at them now. They're happily married. I get that. Uh, But just because someone is married or just because someone looks happy on the internet does not mean God put them together. So unfollow me if you want, but I had to burst your bubble. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because we stay with, a sinful relationship long enough, or just because we choose to disobey God long enough, that doesn't mean His will is going to change. You know, so sometimes we're in these relationships and we justify the sin instead of asking God, "What do You want from me?" And God is not going to want you to walk out of His will. God doesn't want you to 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 not experience the the true joy and pleasure that comes in His presence. The Bible says, "In His presence is fullness of joy; at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore." And we all know that sin is, sin is a barrier. It creates a separation between us and God. So why would God send you a relationship that creates a barrier between you and him? God wouldn't do that. He loves you too much to send a man to you, sis, that's going to lead you into sin. Brothers, I know you want a baddie. I know you want that biblical baddie. I know you want her to quote all the scriptures while still leading in, leading you in the sin. But that's not God's will. He wants you to have a yeah, be gorgeous, have the best body, and have the have everything that you're desiring. God doesn't want you to find someone you know unattractive to marry. No, that's not the point. God just doesn't want you to allow urges or hormones to lead you outside of His will. If you're a person taking notes right now, I want you to write down the scripture. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3 through 8. I'm going to read it in ESV. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So if if you don't believe me, believe the word, (laughs) you know, God's will is never going to be for us to fall into sexual sin, whether it's fornication and adultery God has better plans for you. He doesn't want you living that life. Whether it's porn and masturbation, that isn't God's will. God has better plans for your life. You should not keep giving in to these temporary urges because you know they don't fulfill. You know they're not leading you to God's purpose. And many of you, you probably had sex with somebody you're not married to yesterday Don't listen to this podcast and feel condemned. Please understand I am your brother in Christ trying to reach out to you saying you don't have to live that life anymore. God has set you free. Please understand that who the son sets free is free indeed and you don't have to live in bondage to sin anymore. So many will hear this, you know, obviously, and they'll get upset, you know, or they'll get mad at me. But please understand that scripture is saying Whoever disregard this, you know, is they're not disregarding me or their pastor or anything. We're disregarding God when we say, okay, God, I know you're good, but I want to have sex with my boyfriend. God, I know, you know, you're holy and all that, but my girl, she's bad, so I want to have sex with her. You know, that's not pleasing God, and it's not, it, it can only satisfy us temporarily, you know, and that's why a lot of people, you know, they end up in bad marriages because premarital sex clouds your judgment. Or a lot of people to end up married after they slept with 20 people and they wonder why their spouse can't fulfill them. They wonder why, you know, they're always comparing their spouse to someone else. Or sadly, I know some people, they can't please their spouse because their spouse were doing way too much prior to marriage. And this is a judgment free zone. But let's be real. Those type of things happen, you know, so don't allow yourself to be in these bad relationships because you want the sex or the sex is good, so that means they're God's will. No, many people are married and, you know, they're not even in love, <laughs> but the, the relationship kept going because of sex. But please understand that lust can never be satisfied. It'll always desire more from you. It'll always try to pull you deeper in the sin. So my my advice to you guys, whether you're virgin or not, you know, this podcast is not just say, hey, be virgins because virgins go to heaven and non-virgins don't. That's not what this podcast is saying. God is able to restore any one of you. God is able to redeem any one of you. It doesn't matter what your past is. My point is, don't rush into sex. Don't allow these relationships to rush you into sex. If they're pressuring you, please understand that God didn't send them. If a man man won't respect your purity, how is he going to lead your family? Because desiring fornication now and pushing you into fornication now means... Adultery is still an option because he's driven by lust. Pornography and the things of this world are still going to catch his eye because he never had that self-control. And that's what marriages need, self-control. And if that woman won't help you guard your heart and your mind, please don't think that that's a virtuous woman you want to get entangled with. Because if she's seductive to you now, she's still going to be seductive in her pictures on social media. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) I won't be petty, guys. i will just leave it at that. But, please understand that just because a relationship ended, that does not mean you know that you were wrong. I know many of you see you see you saw God before you got into that relationship, and now you feel like God is taking you out and you're trying to figure out well where do you go wrong. I'd rather you take a step back and see God for clarity rather than stay in a relationship that God isn't pleased with just because you're comfortable or just because you don't want to hurt their feelings because it's better to please God than to please men. It's better to have God's approval on your relationship rather than staying with someone just because social media or pictures, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. I know this is a bit of a heavy topic. I don't know if you, any of you guys still listening to this podcast every week, you already know that we we don't, We don't shy away from the hard stuff. (laughs) You know, I'm not one of the the cute gurus that says cute things in order to get people to like me. I want to show you what the Word of God says, you know, so we all can grow spiritually. But as always, guys, you know, I'm I'm grateful for all of you guys listening. But I want to remind you that for more information like this that's edifying, you want to sign up for this conference. The Heart of Dating Conference is going to be powerful. Many lives are going to be changed. Many of you guys, you you should not just, you know, sign up for yourself. Tell your friends, tell your family. I'm having the link in the description. I want all of you guys to sign up. So whether just one person signs up or a million of you guys sign up, whatever it is, I know you guys are going to be blessed. I know you guys are going to be changed and I will know your churches are going to be impacted because of the the amount of information and spiritual advice that's going to be poured into you all. So I'm going to have the link in the description and to get the 10% off, use the code H O D C 10. That'll also be in the description cuz I don't want any of you to forget it. But as always, guys, we appreciate you guys for all the times you listen, all the times you share. I'm so thankful for you guys that, you know, you allow us to pour into your lives because that shows that what we're doing is not in vain, you know, and that you guys want to grow. You guys want to excel spiritually. You want to be able to pour this advice into your youth, into your relationships. But guys, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, peace.